On today's episode of Talkin' Hockey, we'll be checking in on Brandon Tanev with Tanev Time. We're going to talk about how it seems like every team or every player achieves a milestone against our Jets. And how about those on-ice chirps? Let's talk about some of those. And we're going to break out the hockey cards and get some hockey card war going on. Hey, that sounds good to me. We better get this intro rolling so we can get right into her. Let's do it. Here's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Oh, my heavens. What a goal. What a move. Lemieux. Oh, baby. There's a mistake and a throw. What's up there, hockey fans? It's Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, Season 2, Episode 15. 16. 16. Yeah. The Golden Brett. Pardon me. Yeah, the Golden Brett. Uh, also, um, uh, Trevor Linden, uh, number 16. Uh, anyway, welcome to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It is, it is me, uh, co-host Tom, and with me, as always, is co-host Randy. It is me. <laughs> it is us. It is I. A um, little weird today. I don't have headphones, so I just feel like I'm not really in the loop. Well, you're, <laughs> you're like the guest. You don't even <laughs> yeah. need headphones. Yeah, that's all right, though. Uh, um, don't need headphones to just to just yammer on. So on today's show, we got all kinds of sweet things to talk about for you. Uh, a, the Jets, um, we were talking about how they needed to go on a heater. Seems like they've started their heater. Um, what else, Randy? We're going to talk about, uh, some of the recent, uh, hockey we've been playing. We've been, uh, we did a, played in a tournament on a outdoor rink, uh, this past weekend. And, uh, so maybe a bit of an ODR report coming up. Yeah. We'll talk, uh, you know, one thing that we don't, uh, haven't really done yet so far on the show is to talk about. The hockey that we play. So the yeah. whole first period, we're going to talk about that. But I suppose. coming up later in the show, uh, a special request for our boy Carter, the car guy. We got some Tanev time coming up. Yeah. And a little uh, section that we're, I guess, uh, a little tribute to the Sedins. That's right. Yeah. They're having their numbers retired uh, this week. And uh, so we'll check in on that. But yeah, with, with uh, the Tanev time, so I foolishly, or maybe not so foolishly, made a bet with Carter this past off season. once Brandon Tanev signed in uh, Pittsburgh. I, I bet him that Tanev would score, I don't even remember what number I said. I want to say 25 or something. Might have even said 30. It's hard to say. But <laughs> I don't think I'm on track to uh to win that bet but anyway we'll check in on them and uh 10 out of 10. see how he's doing yeah and so you know uh reach out to us uh on instagram at talking hockey podcast actually we do have digital mailbag oh yeah we, we should get to That's that right. too we'll, so okay. we'll, we'll squeeze that, that in, in. Yeah. for sure but That's... first we should uh hydrate that's right yes we've got some uh some beautiful beers here today our local craft beer of the week 
uh, is by Winnipeg Brew Works or WBW as uh, you'll see it written on various chalkboards throughout the city at pubs and such. So I believe we've had the Pilsner before. We have. On yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, this one, I went to the beer store. I saw the Pilsner. I saw this one and I I saw a third one. Yeah. Um, this one was red, so I grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the third one they make is, uh, to be honest with you. A, I don't know, a lager or something maybe? I don't know. But anyways, okay. uh, I have not had this one yet. Yeah, so it's called Rotbier, which is German for red beer. Um, the, the Winnipeg Brew Works, they brew in the traditional German style. Like, I think they just use, like, the, you know, the purity law or whatever uh, of, like, water hops and whatever the other ingredient is. I don't really know. Anyway. Um, and I think they brew at Torque, right? Is that is that a thing? You know, I uh, it doesn't say on the can, but I know that they brew they somewhere. They brew using another lo- somebody's location or something. I they, believe so. You yes. can find them on Instagram at WPG Brew Works, and Works is spelt W E R K S. That's how the kids spell it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway, without any further ado, let's crack this here local craft beer of the week. Yeah. Um, I really like about the can. It's got a map on it. It's got a Winnipeg map on there. You can see. Being a guy who likes maps, I like that. So It's very tasty. Yeah, and you good. know what? Like back in the day, I used to drink a lot of Rickards Red. Yeah. At the Pemby. Right. Um, I don't drink a lot of Reds anymore. So, yeah. you know. I, I love a good red ale. And uh, I find that this is one of the top red ales in the city that you can get right now that I've tried anyway. Prove me wrong, other brewer brewers. Yeah, uh, it, it's similar, like say to the Sucrums McGuffin. I, w- I think you could um, draw some parallels there, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a nice sort of pub ale, if you will. Well, the roasted malt flavors that they speak of on the label uh, are definitely noticeable. You can taste those roasted <laughs> malts for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love a good roasted malt. Um, so. Our digital mailbag question, we'll get to that in a little bit, but it just reminded me, <laughs> uh, Ch- Chicago Matt, listener Chicago Matt, he... Uh, our original listener, Yeah, I think. so he, our, our mailbag question is from him, and uh, but he, he made a comment on a, one of our Instagram posts recently uh, where um, I put up a clip of us talking about craft beer, basically. <laughs> he said, he commented that we were the Niles and Fraser of craft beer. Oh, I thought he was going to say stick to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I love our, I love our beer reviews. It's like, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's the review right there. <laughs> so anyway. Oh yeah. I drink that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Right on. Well, shall we shall we stick to hockey? Shall we get let's into get right a into it? You know, yeah. let's let's shift the focus from the professional NHLers that you know make lots of money to guys like us that don't make any money playing no. hockey. No, I think uh, I think it's safe to say we're playing for the love of the game and just you know maybe sometimes uh, the exercise uh, benefits and whatever else. I don't know, but. Uh, so this past weekend was, um, so this past weekend and then this coming weekend, two big outdoor tournaments here in Winnipeg, excuse me, um, 
the one that we just played in was the Riverview four on four classic. It's been going on for years. Like I, I wouldn't know how many years, but there was a guy on Saturday afternoon who had a, a Riverview sweater. And when I say sweater, like a hockey sweater, but it was like made of wool. Oh yeah. And it had like holes in it and stuff. And I overheard him saying that was an original, you know, from 1950 or 60 something or other. Uh, like River- when he played for the club? Yeah, yeah, when he played for the Riverview Club. I think the four on four, four tournament, I would guess it's maybe 18 years old or something. Yeah. Like I remember... I. I overheard a few things and then also from talking to guys that were on other teams yeah. that their team has been in the tournament for like, uh, I don't know, almost 10 years or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And it, that wasn't even the first year. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so but it's been going a while. Based out of the Riverview community center over there on Ashland in, is that Fort Rouge? Yeah. Fort Rouge. Yeah. Good so. rink. One of the better outdoor rinks, you know, we have kind of, tiptoed around the odr report here on the show but if you're ever looking for a good spot for a rip um really good ice on the main rink there at riverview they've got the zamboni there that's always a key if you want to look for some really good ice you want to make sure uh the boards are good you want to make sure that there's a zamboni and you want to make sure that you know there's a little bit of coverage because when that sun beats down on the rink uh, sometimes that, you know, makes things a little sloppy, but, yeah. uh, for the most part, I would say Riverview is so, one of the better outdoors yeah, it, because of their, the way they maintain the ice checks all the boxes for sure. Like they, uh, every time I go there, it's usually really, really great ice and there's, and, and it gets a lot of use too. Like there's almost always somebody there that said, I have been there when it's just, just me and whoever, or, you know, but, uh, uh, this past weekend with the tournament, I think was probably the worst the ice has ever been just because, because of, of the so use. much heavy use, yeah. you know, uh, games going on all the time. So, and I think that our team being what we were, we didn't get the prime ice times, you know, we didn't get the prime slots, but Hey, whatever. So it was often by the time we got on, it was a little chewed up, uh, you know, no fresh flood, no, no fresh floods for us. They flooded after our game. So, <laughs> um, but that's the way she goes. And, uh, but yeah, no, like even as crappy as the ice was, you know, uh, air quote crappy, it was still, uh, still really good. Still really good. Yeah. So no complaints there. So definitely, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. One of the top ODRs in the city that I know of anyway, um, I would say that even the crappiest ice at Riverview is probably still better than Lord Roberts. But how we, as we mentioned on the previous episode, what Lord Roberts loses with ice quality, it gains in character Yeah, because there's just something special about that rink. I think maybe because it's older, uh, it's kind of chucked in at the end end of the street there. Um, and then, you know, uh, another shout out is required to Borkvale, which is probably oh, yeah. another one of the t- better ones in Winnipeg, where oh, we actually sure. were, were last Wednesday. Yeah. For a uh, and caress, we'll be... caress team skate there on Wednesday night. That's and right. uh, dressing rooms there. Uh, they got a Zamboni. It's very they got well good taken nets. Care of. It's, the lighting is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that's definitely on they the list. They have great of... ice there. And the one rink has brand new boards as of like two years ago or something. Yeah. So, and Borkvale is on Ferry Road, 
just south of Portage Avenue. Yeah, right so by the river. Just west of Polo Park. And of course, this weekend, this coming weekend, is the long weekend here in uh, Manitoba. And will and Borkvale is the home of the Apocalypse. I guess technically it's called Apocalypse Now uh, Hockey Tournament. And the, excuse me, this is the sixth year or more. I, w- I would guess more, but yeah, somewhere in that in that area of yeah. So it's become an annual event for sure. Uh, I've played in it like four, four maybe five years now. I think just four. And yeah, this will be my fifth, even though I'm technically not playing. I'm giving myself an all-star break. Gonna heal up. But uh, you're gonna still come and do, you know, like the day. media yeah, part, you know, just day. like uh, Austin Matthews. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I should wear a turtleneck. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Okay. So you won't get suspended for the first game after the all-star break. Yeah, because, because I'll put a brace on yeah, my wrist. And you're the, you're there, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Yeah. That's so funny that Matthews did that, eh? That he didn't play because of a nagging wrist in injury. And then after the all-star break, we never heard about this nagging wrist no, injury he was again. Good to go. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. But Hey, you have a nagging wrist injury. I do actually. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's the perfect, same. Yeah. I am, <laughs> I am essentially Austin Matthews for sure. So, but yeah, so I guess one little shout out for the tourney that we put, just played the Riverview tourney to Keener jerseys here in Winnipeg. They're, uh, 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 hockey outfitter i guess sports in general they'll do your soccer team yeah i think t-shirts hoodies all that kind of stuff but they're definitely known here for their hockey jerseys that they make and they do a bang up job from like custom logo creation to you name it like probably like layout and and design and and all that all the rest of it yeah so they do it all and they do a heck of a job so uh, again, another like reference to the Instagram at talking hockey podcast to p- put up a picture there of the Jersey that we were playing in. And yeah, they were sharp. Eh? They were just like that nineties black Canucks, uh, sweater. And then we were called the hat trick Swayze's. So there was roadhouse Patrick Swayze in there with the neon lettering. It was pretty awesome. So a lot and, of fun. And when you look good, you play good and we well we didn't play that good but <laughs> we looked good though yeah so um yeah no complaints there about that weekend and the weather was decent and i think the weather this coming weekend is going to be not bad either with a little bit of a cold spell starting today tonight. or tonight or whatever so but uh, hopefully that'll kind of move on out by the weekend so yeah Lots of, uh, or no shortage of, of outdoor ice to be found in the city of Winnipeg right now. And, and overall the weather has been pretty good for it. Great winter. Yeah. You just like, it's, there's been some, obviously some real cold days, but for the most part, just, you know, put a couple layers on and you are good to go for like an hour on the outdoor. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pretty good. Um, yeah, so last you 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 alluded to the fact that we played or we went and had a corrosive steel team practice. We did our last first practice of the year. Last Wednesday with the boys, we all got together. There's like ten of us. Yeah. Um, you know, a little, little bit of a team bonding slash uh, work on the basics. Get get back to basics. Yeah, yeah. yeah we were getting back to basics for sure. Got ran some uh, breakouts and you know some battle drills and. Yeah. And uh, then we definitely hydrated uh, properly uh, after, 
and during. Yeah. And I, I do have actually some footage on my GoPro okay. from that night. So nice. I'll, I'll uh, check that out. I'll get yeah. that onto the, we'll pass that over to you and you can post some clips onto the, okay. on, onto yeah, the that, Instagram that's there. Cool. I was hitting crossbars like crazy that night. I hit like five of them and then they were all just like crossbar and out of the rink <laughs> into a snowbank somewhere. But like, I can't do that for the life of me. But, but anyway, we were back to basics in practice. First practice of the year. I think it paid off. If you look at our game we played last night. Well, also technically we missed one in between. That's true. Um, they, Crest lost 3-2. It sounded like it was a good game. Yeah, tight. But definitely, I think the back-to-basics approach pretty much paid off for, for the game last night. Yeah, big W for Crest of Steel. Got a 6-3 win. Uh, our line was killing it. Four, four goals. We, we flip-flopped the... positions. I, I normally play center, but uh, you had the you got the wheels going, and so said, well, uh, you take the middle. I, th- I liked playing wing. It's fun. I liked playing uh, the middle, so yeah. maybe we All should right. uh, keep her going. Let's see. Yeah, see. Uh, I, but, I mentioned, uh, I think that was probably one of the, or maybe it was. I don't know. I have a terrible memory, but yeah. one of the only times that we've had a 4 nothing lead after the first period. <laughs> yeah. Second time this season we've scored six goals. The rest of the games we max out at like three maybe. Uh, but yeah, line mate Real uh, Durand, he had a four-point night. Nice. Uh, he, it just seemed like, well, his, I think his first two shots went in. Yeah. And then it was just like, keep shooting. Yeah, that first when that first one went in early, yeah. and then it was like, yeah, here we go, boys. Yeah, yeah. So it felt good, <clears throat> and I think, yeah, we owe it all to getting back to basics. Pretty much. But, uh, so when your t- team hits a bit of a skid, hit up Borkvale, get back to basics, grab some beers. <laughs> Yeah. And Bob's your uncle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the Caressa Steel update. Um, I think that uh, we've kind of got a bit of a break now with the long weekend and, and all yes. the rest of it. So there's like a, a good week plus, maybe close to two weeks. Yeah, break. I think we got about just under two weeks off from Caress. Yeah. But I guess uh, to to maybe dive into more of maybe like the underbelly of the game and the, the game within the game, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Uh, if we want to maybe just roll, roll this clip here and then we'll get into it. Yeah, let's do that. Gut alert. Hey, gang. Friendly reminder from Tom and Randy to make sure that your gut is tucked in. A gentleman tucks it in. All right. So uh, that little theme song was sent in to us from uh, listener Justin in Nanaimo, B.C., And of course, the tucking the gut in refers to what was possibly my greatest chirp of all time. So this is a little chirp segment. Uh, The tucking the gut in, of course, I uh, once told a a gentleman to, uh, I forget the exact uh, circumstances, but uh, I told him essentially that uh, he should tuck his gut in. Um, Anyway, the... the, uh, the underbelly of the game, the the story within the story, the game within the game. The game within game. the game, there's yeah. What I, there's the words I'm looking for. So um, so last night in our game, so I would, I'd say it's safe to say uh, our team average age is probably right around 40. Pretty much, yeah. I would say, yeah. yeah. So this team we played last night, I'm going to go ahead and say their average age was 24, maybe. You know what I mean? That was a, a group of young bucks. They uh, had that youthful exuberance. But uh, 
They haven't been crushed by the man just yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spirits weren't broken just yet. Uh, but, you know, it was a good game all around. I thought, like, I liked playing them. Uh, they had the they had one fella, though, who was, um, well, I don't know what you want to call him, but he was a bit of a, bit of a dick, I would say. So, but hey, if you're listening, buddy, uh, and you recognize yourself from this story that I'm about to tell you, nothing personal. Nothing personal at all. (laughs) But uh, so it's kind of a longish story, but this is the story of my chirp last night that I thought I was just, I was really into this chirp. I thought it was topical, uh, you know, and it it was just like, I, I really like how you can get somebody so worked up and so mad without even yelling at them or swearing at them. And, and basically what happened was, so, so early in the game, uh, I was covering the point. This guy would played defense and I was covering the point and there was a bit of a puck battle and my stick, I dropped, I dropped my stick and I went to pick it up and he kind of just kept kicking it away from me. That's classy. Yeah. And while doing so, he was saying yard sale, yard sale. And, uh, so I grabbed my stick and I didn't say anything to him. I gave him a little bit of a look, but I didn't say anything to him. And, uh, you know, game goes on. And later, I don't, I think it was the next period. Um, the puck was in our zone this time and he took a shot. I blocked it. And then the rebound kind of was in a bit of a no man's land. We both went for it. I ended up tripping him totally unintentionally, but like I, you know, whatever I gave him, whatever. I think I reached and then I tripped him. So, okay. No big deal. Did I think he went down a little easily embellishment a little bit? Sure. But whatever. I, I, I honestly didn't really say anything to him. And then he gets up (laughs) like I just stood there and I was like, okay, well, you know, you got me, whatever penalty. And he gets up and pardon the language, but he gets up and just like looks at me. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, just like buddy, like nice dive. And then I just went to the box and that was that. And, you know, I just was like, why you, I didn't say anything to you. I didn't even say anything to the ref and like, you know, whatever. So I go to the box and while I'm in the box, <laughs> You rifled one right in there as like a bit of a... It wasn't even close, was it? No, but it was... Yeah. It hit the glass right behind. Like, like the, the the scorekeeper glass? Yeah. Okay. I had I ducked. Okay. Yeah, I ducked. Well, I was just go, trying to get the For fuck sure, out. yeah. Killing penalties, <laughs> say. But um, anyway, so I'm in the box and whatever. I served my penalty. We killed it off. Good job, boys. And then uh, I believe it was the same period that same period um one of our defensemen Brittain stocks rushing in down the right side on him and uh and and Britt kind of goes to sloop by him a bit and he gives him the old i don't know scoop and floop or whatever you want to call it but like yeah basically kind of scooped him up and then like hooked his feet and like Gave him a major trip, right? Yeah. And Britt kind of... Caught like, some air. Caught some air. Yeah. Went a little bit high and wild fall there. And so immediately upon doing this, the guy, the, the, the tripper, he throws his hands up in the air like as if to say, you know, like, who, me? What? What did I do or whatever? 
And uh, I was kind of following the play up the ice and I just laughed when I saw him do that. And I was like, oh yeah, there's, you know, there's your acting or whatever. I, was, I don't know. I just kind of, but I didn't really say anything out loud. I just kind of to myself was laughing. And teammate Vince was uh, right there beside him and Vinny likes to talk and stuff. And he goes over and I guess what he said to him was, was like, cause, cause the tripper, he goes, Oh, dive or whatever. And, and Vinny, Vinny said to him, he's like, yeah, well, his dive still wasn't as good as yours or whatever. And then <laughs> I, that was right when I kind of came in and, and what Vinny said to him, he started going off and cursing and whatever. And I just kind of said to him, uh, <laughs> the Oscars were last night, but they already handed out best actor. <laughs> and, and he was just like, fuck you, whatever. And he, I think he called me a Sasquatch or something. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you, you're a fucking Sasquatch or something. He said, and, and as he's skating to the penalty box. Right. And, and I just said like, Oh yeah, nice taunt, bro. <laughs> and and he's like, "Who even says bro anymore?" <laughs> just losing it. And he's in the box just losing it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was like very hilarious how uh we just made him so mad without really cursing. But my topical chirp of uh best actor, I thought I thought that was very timely and and good. I liked it. Who did so, win best actor? You know, that's a good question. Okay, because I, I totally forgot the Academy Awards I know, are on. I know Parasite won best film, but okay. um, I don't know who won best actor. Was it uh, Rob Lowe from Youngblood? <laughs> it should have been. should have been. Yeah. I bet it was uh, from uh, Once Upon a Ho- oh, yeah. Time in Hollywood yeah, or something. Probably. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, yeah, I like a good... Uh, like a good uh, current events chirp. Oh yeah, know? it's it's good. It's good to. Uh, I don't know if there's a way that you can kind of stealthily get underneath your opponent's skin, in a way that like yeah, almost shuts them up. Yeah, and it's, then it's like they got nothing, especially yeah. when you're winning. Yeah, exactly. Because then there's always like that when you chirp somebody, and then they're just like, oh yeah, well look at the scoreboard, man. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Like, okay, well whatever. Yeah. And and I just want to say, like, I'm not always a, a dick or whatever, but, like, because uh, there was one guy on their team, a defenseman, another young feller. I mean, they were all young fellers. But he had some nice moves, and he, like, really walked the line and then teed one up, and our goalie made the save and everything. But, like, it was pretty nice. And uh, <laughs> Vinny was, like, he was just like, wow, you're really good or something. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, I think he's done it before. Like anyway, and he, he kind of laughed and gave us a little, you know, oh, acknowledgement you. Yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so anyway, it's, it's having a good time. That's part of, part of playing hockey. And so definitely some good moments, yeah, uh, yeah. in the game last night. And, you know, I think for the most part due to the old back to basics. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I think, um, like I, I kind of, I kind of have tried to keep my mouth shut a lot lately cause, uh, it just kept escalating and I was like, oh, I like it's my blood pressure is going through the <laughs> roof here, but every now and then if I can su- uh, slip in some subtle, uh, dry humor type chirps that, that get a guy riled up, well, I'm all for that. So anyway. That's that's the gut check. The old uh, tuck it, tuck in talk. the gut. Yeah, tuck in the gut. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess um, is, is there anything else we want to add? Maybe just uh, 
Let's look what's coming up. I guess we don't really have hockey for a very for a while, but right. so maybe we'll do another caress check in. We actually haven't done a caress cold call yeah, in yeah, quite a while. It's been a while since we we started out the season of talking hockey with doing caress cold calls, as you might recall, and uh, yeah, we haven't done one of those in a long time. So maybe maybe we'll, we're we'll have to bring for... that out maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, I was I was never really quite sure with how the reception was down here. Yeah. But after doing our, our call with Matt during the Matt stats segment last week, it seemed to be okay. Yeah. So I think we can, uh, dust off the, the caress phone. Uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's made out of an owl and the wings are like the <laughs> party you talking to. Um, so maybe we'll get that back out and plug it in and, uh, bring, uh, fire up the old caress cold call uh, yeah. machine next week. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. So I nice. guess yeah, like um, we, we gotta have... we gotta talk some jets here. So I guess just to kind of kick it off, uh, we gotta throw some pants on and get some jets talk going here. Yeah, cool. I do need pants, so let's get those going. The Jets are hot, ladies and gentlemen. I think what what did we say the last five games? They're four zero and one. Four zero and one. Yeah. Let me bring up that graphic here. Um, but yeah, they're four zero and one uh, since the All Star break. They're four one and one. Um, they're sitting in a wild card position right now. In the last five, they're twenty goals for, ten goals against. The power play is twenty five percent, and the team save percentage is nine forty. So yeah, just thinking back to, you know, the last time we would have talked about wearing pants, they were we were just coming out of the All Star break. We had no idea how this next batch of games were gonna go. Yeah. You look back, you had Boston, you had St. Louis, you had Nashville, you had St. Louis again. Those first four right out of the break are pretty tough. Yep. Pretty tough matchups. And they end up beating St. Louis both times in regulation. Yep. Like, you know, you know, no Handily one, too. no one would have, well, cl- close well games, there but... was some, oh, empty net goals there, yeah. but, um, no one would have called that. So maybe let's, let's call this like the reflection or in hindsight or however you want to word it, like wearing yeah. the pants, thinking about pants of the past, but would you change the pants that you put on <laughs> last week or would you still wear them as far as moves are, are concerned? Like, is the answer maybe from within or are we still thinking the Jets need to add because maybe there is a, maybe they're going to peak here at the right time. Yeah. Um, and they always say, you know, get hot at the right time. So if they start sort of putting it together and heating up and as they have been in this last week and a bit. Um, and actually, well, actually the that lo- the one loss that they've had so far they lost two one yeah so it's on it, a weird sort yeah, of power on play the on, on the skate lace goal yeah yeah so really like it's been all really close matchups yeah you know and then you know the the Nashville loss in overtime was unfortunate but. Yeah. They just seemed can't seem to get there. Probably their worst overtime I've ever seen. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> but anyways, would you change your pants? 
Well, I think I put on pretty reasonable pants last time when you asked me if I what I would do for an off or for a trade deadline sort of move. Well, uh, like, I remember you saying like subtract? and I was I kind of identified who the untouchables, untouchables were. Yeah. And I said, you know, if the if the sort of I think what did I say? Like if if they go on a bit of a heater and and you look at it and it's like, okay, we're 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 back in the playoff spot or we're at least right there. I don't like mm, I don't want them to sort of sell the farm right now, as it were, you know, like I don't want them to do something too drastic, maybe save that for the summer. But you got to say, though, like if they're going to keep stringing wins together, yeah. you got to then make a move to, for sure. to, to like bolster your team. For sure. And I, would, I, I wouldn't mind seeing some other defensive help come in. Nothing against who they have uh, who've been doing the job for them all season. But, you know, with injuries, that which they've had no shortage of, it seems like one guy comes back, another guy goes out. And, you know, I would just like to see, and I think I've been saying this all season, a little more just like solid defensive defenseman style thing, somebody with some size, whatever. I think having Nathan Beaulieu back in the lineup has been noticeable for his physical presence. You know, he's gotten in a couple scraps. I think I have a new nickname for him. What's that? The Bulldog. Oh, yeah. Because he's nice. Bull U and he's playing like a Bulldog. Anyway. Well, that one fight against <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks there, that that got the boys going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was good. And uh, then I guess, you know, in the meantime or in the last week, uh, Spiza was injured. So he's out. Right. Uh, Tucker Pullman, I think, is close to coming back. That's what they've been saying. So, you know. There's still some help from within coming, but yeah, um, you know now that now that I've seen them st- string a few W's here together, like legit wins, and basically pretty much on the back of the depth players, like you know you had Roslevic score a couple goals there a yeah. few games ago. Andrew Kopp has been three game winners in five games, exactly. Or something like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, Harkins scoring a goal there. Yeah. Um, that fourth line is, you know, they're still like under 10 minutes. A they're game, still, they're being they, underused, I think, but yeah. they're still, uh, they're still playing quite well. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. but, but like Ehlers is still pretty cold. Shifley yeah. still pretty cold. I think I looked it up and Ehlers is like five points his last five games. Okay. But all assists and, and one like two of them goal. were in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but, um, he hasn't scored a goal in a while. No, sure. he had an empty netter the other day, didn't he? Oh, yes, he Two did. games yeah, ago? I think so, yeah. 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 Against uh, That's right. Ottawa? Yeah. So. Oh, there's fruit flies in here. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, like a Where the hell did bag that come of from? rotten apples somewhere? Well, I had a banana in here before. There but... you go. There's the cause yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, I, would, I, I think that what I would, if if it's possible for the Jets to pick up a defenseman who you could say is like a reliable, solid NHL defenseman with a, with a, a few hundred games under his belt. And all they have to give up is like a, a second, third round draft pick, that type of thing. You know, I, I'd do that if they could get, a, if they could hold under their first and not really trade away any of their roster guys, if they have to throw in a moose guy or something, depending on who the who they're getting back I wouldn't mind like if you want to send Veselinen away and bring back a defenseman 
that's you know I, I I'd be open to that if that if it if it was was the right defenseman I guess. So would you say maybe the discussion of a second line center that the Jets need to bring in can finally die? For the time being, I think yeah. There has been a little bit of talk about how maybe they need or they would like to have another top six forward because right now I guess Appleton's playing in that spot on the second line, which I don't mind him there, but I think that there's been some chatter, uh, you know, about whether or not they could find somebody to come in and take that spot. But I, I just think the price would be too high at this time. If you look at today... Jason Zucker got traded. Was that today? Uh, a couple days maybe. ago, I think. It was either yesterday or today. <clears throat> so here we go. I'm going to just... But Pittsburgh played, paid a high price for him. So like, well, if, you want a to, just, if you want a top uh, six forward, yeah, it's going to cost you. But they give a first rounder, a 19-year-old prospect who's supposed to be decent, and Galchenyuk. So... Okay, let me, let me give you maybe the, the top 20 players here on the TSN trade bait board that they have dated as today. Okay. I think for the most part, you'll know their positions for sure. But, uh, so feel like a real, uh, Bob McKenzie right now on the TSN. uh, So yeah, we're on the panel here. So I actually, I'm going to go from 20 to one. I'm going to go down or like backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah. Andreas Johnson. Right, those guys are Leafs forwards. Sh- yeah, Shane Gossespierre, the Ghost, Chris Tierney, Mike yeah. Hoffman, yeah, Joe Thornton, uh-huh. Dylan Demello, yeah, Derek Grant. I don't know that guy. Uh, centerman from Anaheim. Okay. Pavel Buchnevich. Okay. Matt Dumba. Yeah. Carolina's first round pick, Andreas Anathasiu. Oh yeah. Anath- whatever. Anathasiu. I yeah, used to know how to say that one. <laughs> Anthony D'Angelo. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli. Yeah. Ilya Kovalchuk. Brendan yeah. Dillon. Sammy Vatnin. Oh, yeah. Uh, Vatnin's on the board? Yeah. They, uh, Jersey's looking to move him. Uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Yeah. Alec Martinez and Chris Kreider. Kreider is the number one. Okay. And Martinez is number two? That's Yeah. So I mean, like he's he's a good, left D. Yeah, he's a good defenseman. Um, is he the type of defenseman that I think the devil or the Jets would want and need right now? I don't think he is. I think that Dylan guy on the Sharks is more the style that I would prefer to see on the Jets right now because we've like Martinez. I'm sure he's fine defensively, but like he's um he's maybe more of uh, offensively minded. Yeah. And I, I think the Jets are fine in that regard. Um, that DeMello guy for Ottawa, uh, I don't know a ton about him, but uh, I heard his name being bandied about, and I thought... He's a right maybe. D. Yeah. He's 26. Yeah. Uh, and he's a UFA after this year, right. so, so they could potentially lose him. Be a rental, if you will. Yeah, eh, I don't know. And then, well, then the surprise me about Vatanen on... Uh, Jersey. New Jersey, like, but do the Jets really need another small puck exactly. moving like, defenseman? I don't think, but he—he's not terribly small, is he? I don't know much about him, but I know he's a very slick uh, skater and all the rest of it. So, yeah, he's maybe not the kind of guy. Like, of all those names, I, I don't know that there's one on there that is like, 
Like, I feel like Chevy would go find somebody that's not on that list at all and be out of left field and be like, okay. You know. So looking at the rest of this list, actually, um, I'm going to go now from 40 to 21 because there's some pretty good players on, Okay. And I don't know, like... Is this just, like, likelihood of being traded, maybe? It, 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 but there's, like, also arrows of, like, them dropping. Yeah. But, say, for instance, number 40 is Taylor Hall. Right. But... He's already been traded this year, but there has If been Arizona talk, falls too far... Which, they're kind of right there. Yeah. So, from 40 to 21, Taylor Hall, Jesse Pugliarvi, Jeff Petrie, Josh Anderson, Josh Manson... Kyle Turris, Wayne Simmons, Sam Bennett, Mikel Granlund, Marco Scandella, Valtteri Filpula, Craig Smith, Zach Bogosian, Ron Hainsey, Ryan Donato, Robert Bortuzzo. Ron pa- Hainsey. There's who I want right there. there yes. Yeah. <laughs> you just walked down the grocery aisle. You saw something you wanted. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Well, <laughs> see, like. You've listed several Montreal Canadiens, and I just don't think that the Habs are going to part with Petrie. I think they're going to re-sign him. Scandella, I'm not sure. They just acquired him this year. Petrie's got one more year. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. So if if the Jets were to get him, they would have him for They'd next have an year extra too. Extra year on there. And Petrie's really good. I like him. Um, but I just I I think I heard or read something recently, and it kind of made me think like, yeah, why would I don't think Montreal would want to get rid of him. Um, But really, like, who would be a keeper on Montreal right now? Like, they're, I think they're, they're, uh, Mm. they're not doing as well as everyone thought they would have, right? Like, I I just checked the standings yesterday. They're a couple points out. Oh, they're, they're, they have no chance. They've, I don't know, man. They've won like nine of 12. Uh, I think they're done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's just too many teams above them. There is. Like, the Metro is just too good. It's a big log jam there for sure. So, and like, are they, are they better than Florida and Toronto and Tampa Bay and like, mm -hmm. that's just their own division. Yeah. Like they're not going to, they're not going to catch Florida and Toronto. They won't be able to get third in their division probably, no. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think that they're a team that it'll be like the day of the deadline. It's like, what are, you know, what are we doing? Winning or losing? So it's hard to say. But they have been hot lately. They have been. And they played Phoenix last night and lost 3-2 on a last-minute goal. In, in in Montreal. In regulation? In regulation. Okay, so, so they didn't I, get the point. No, all. which was a bit of a heartbreaker twofold because <clears throat> Montreal needs points. And Phoenix and Winnipeg, are there's that wild card sort of shuffle going on in the West. And uh, Phoenix, Winnipeg, Calgary fucking whoever else they're all right there uh within a point so every time you know keeps shifting but so yeah i don't know but uh yeah so like for example a guy like ron hansy yeah i don't know a steady d man i don't know if ron hansy specifically he would take care take care of things in their own zone and and i don't know that he he would have a huge price tag right like i think you could acquire him for a second or third rounder yeah, I would say probably less. Yeah. 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 But, you know, uh, my thought still, like, I, I do believe Chevy's got a a move and he's got the number ready to go on a speed dial. Yeah. He just is waiting for the right time and maybe, like, the whole Buffalo thing needs to resolve itself. But I do believe 
It's going to be like that move that we talked about. The Kane right. Bogosian for which, Meyer Stafford. Which was four or five years ago today, I think. Yeah. I remember yeah. when that happened. It's like holy crap! Yeah. Like this is yeah. this is a great move, and I feel that maybe I I feel like there's one of those coming. Yeah, and it's similar to Stasny. No one knew, like none of the insiders were like, "Oh yeah, Stasny's going to get traded." Yeah, and they just he pulled it off. So I think it's going to be one of those. Yeah, but uh, moving on. All right, yeah, let's move on then. So, um, what are we moving on here to? Oh, we watch. <laughs> Okay, the OV watch, which is officially on, but uh, maybe a little. I think we think it's a little too, too early, early for for the OV watch to be officially on, but I think right now it's on watching him to to hit seven hundred. There's only seven other players in NHL history who've hit the seven hundred goal mark, and OV is as of today, Tuesday. The what's the date today? Sixteenth, eleventh, eleventh. Uh, <laughs> where, where have you been? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, he's at 698. So he had an opportunity last night against the Islanders, but he was blanked and the uh, caps lost. And yeah, so it goes on. So ahead of him, the next guy ahead of him is Mike Gartner, I believe, right? And he's about 10 behind Gartner. Yeah, I think Gartner was 708. Yeah, and, and Ovi's six. 698. 698. So, yeah. So he needs 10 to, to tie Mike Gartner for seventh or I, I do believe no, like like time. if, if Ovi's at like 40 goals right now, I I would kind of predict him having maybe 50 to 55 by the end of the season. Yeah, I could see him putting another 15 in, maybe. Yeah. And so then that gets him uh pat, like up up against the next spot. Yeah. But then, what did we say? He he would need like another fifty something goals he would, to he, cut, to catch Yager. Essentially, needs like three more <clears throat> fifty goal seasons. But even for Yager, even, though, oh, like right. like just yeah. for Yager, he would need to score fifty plus next year to catch Yager. Yeah, and then Gretzky seven sixty eight or something or like other, that. Yeah. And Gretzky is still like another hundred and thirty so above yeah. that. Yeah. So like, you know. Yeah. Uh, like the, 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 uh, the f- it was a fever pitch. It seemed like last or a few days ago. It's like I see. It seemed like Gret- Ov was about to break Gretzky's record, but mm. it's like you look at it and it's like, well, he's still like two hundred behind him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know you think of it and it's like, well, okay, you break it down. He's four fifty goal seasons. He's thirty four years old. It'll be thirty five. Uh, I think his birthday's in the summer, so by the time next season starts, he'll be 35. And it's like, how many guys after the age of 35 are having 50-goal seasons? Now, he's not your average player, obviously, but it's it's just it just seems like a daunting task to, to be able to do. But, like, he scores in bunches, hey? Like, he, he yeah, had, like, he gets hot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And which leads us to the next thought. Which record will he probably break mm. here soon? Well, yeah, there's the power play goals record, which he's s- second. He's right just now? he's just behind Dave Andrichuk, all time leader Dave yeah. Andrichuk. I think maybe yeah. like eleven behind him. Yeah, so he he could he could theoretically break that this season. I I mean I don't know, I don't know what his power play numbers are like right now, but like certainly within the next two three years. He'll, he gets you know a lot of power play goals obviously from his 
his spot in the circle there and just, you gotta, you know, so that there's a record, but like while we were looking at that record, there was the shorthanded goals record, which we were like, okay, Ovi's only got like four career shorthanded goals or something like that. Cause and he's the furthest from the ice on the power part yeah, the PK. Probably. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not playing <clears throat> penalty kill. Uh, and the guy with the most shorthanded goals of all time is of course, Wayne Gretzky who had, 70 plus 78 i think yeah it was. yeah so <laughs> which is a crazy number because the next the or the kurt what is it active player. active player with the most short-handed goals with brad marchant with like 26 yeah yeah so. and so he's not catching gretzky <laughs> <laughs> no, i, don't I think, think that's so. one record that yeah. gretzky's gonna be able to sit on gretzky probably had 26 shorties like by the time he was 24 years old or something oh yeah so and so then that leads us to these all these milestones right. that are, are happening. Yeah. All, and it just seems like the milestones just seem to happen in Winnipeg or against Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a, if you need to hit a milestone, play the Jets. <laughs> it's like, tonight's the night. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. we're playing the Blues tonight, but we got Winnipeg tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> let's do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so most recently, it was, I guess, Jonathan Taves. He uh, scored his 800th career point in Winnipeg the other night. So kind of nice for uh, in front of the family hometown guy or whatever. And uh, just not long ago before that, his teammate, uh, Patrick Kane, he scored his 1,000th career point against the, the Jets. Jets. Um, and what other ones there we were well, talking about? Alex Dean, just, yeah, 1,000th game ago, against yeah. the Jets. Yeah. And then we well also, when the Jets then played in St. Louis, they did the they Alex did the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. did the Alex Dean ceremony. Yeah. So it's like maybe they're like our teams. Oh no, I guess they can't plan those things. But and then the other one that I remember was when Steven Stamkos. This was probably this was still when the Jets were playing in the division over there, like in the, oh, East. the Southeast Division, yeah, as it was called back in the day before they had to realign or whatever. But. I remember Stamco scoring his 60th against the Jets. And like, it's like, oh, really? Like, it'd be nice to, <laughs> like, you know, not let that happen. But at the same time, seeing a guy score his 60th goal in one season yeah. was it's pretty cool. Because like, that, that doesn't happen very often. It doesn't often. happen every day, that's for sure. And it seems like there's a lot of highlight reel things that happen against the Jets as well. Like the uh, the Svechnikov goal. Yeah. You know, the lacrosse goal, mm-hmm. Michigan goal, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I think, are we just calling it the Svech now? I think so. Well, yeah. I think there's uh, there's different versions now though, because right. there's the Forsberg, because right. Forsberg he did it a different way, right? And then kind of there's there's he, like he the... toe scooped it, okay? Yeah, and then uh, Svechikov kind of scooped it underneath like that, okay? Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, if you like, you get low enough <clears throat> and then use like the suction of the curve of your blade or something. I don't understand it, frankly. Yeah. Well, you, you, you just make the puck stick stick up against yeah. your blade, and, and then, then you can and scoop then it. And you need quick wrists. Yeah. yeah. And then what Forsberg did is he kind of had the puck moving forward momentum, and then he, he put his blade over top of it like that, Yeah. and then the puck went on his blade, and he picked it up like this and went like that. Oh. <laughs> For the listener, is just like up and over, basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, like it just... And like we were talking before the show, it's it's... A term that I've heard yeah. about basketball, and it's called being posterized. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if uh, Vince <laughs> Carter would dunk on you, 
and then you are forever posterized or immortalized as yeah. getting dunked on on this poster that some kid probably has on, on their bedroom, bedroom door. Wall, yeah. But the Jets just seem to be getting posterized on all these clips. Yeah. Some um, kid will have a Svechnikov poster. Yeah. Scoring Jets. that. Scoring that lacrosse goal and and it'll be hellebuck or there's all these highlight reel goals and it's like oh against the jets against the jets against the jets (laughs) yeah well i don't know if that's good luck or bad luck but they say that any exposure is good exposure so uh jets marketing staff is like you know maybe they just got to get on that posterized train and just start (laughs) making posters for kane's 1000th point against the jets and all the rest of it so I don't know. They could sell those down at the jet store and yeah. Probably. Make some money. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got one more period here and we've got at least one more beer to drink. So yeah. uh, maybe time for the second intermission and we'll come back with uh, what do we got here? Well, we might hit that digital mailbag. I think we're going to play a game of hockey card war and uh, we got some TANF time and we should probably talk about the Sedins getting their numbers retired. So we got a lot to cram in. Right we'll on. We'll cram it. We'll be right back. <laughs> After these messages. While Rootsalina made a game-saving play on Dale Howardchuk, preventing him from getting a pass across to Dave McElwain on a two-on-one. And he may have saved the game there in the second overtime period by holding down Thomas Dean. The Jets so far tonight have not clicked on the power play. Goal for seven. Would you have called a penalty shot? Dean almost had a break Back for the third period. Oh, yeah. The yeah. third period. <laughs> Welcome back yeah, to Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show. We just cracked a can of Winnipeg Brew Works Rotbier, which is uh, German for red lager or red beer. So, yeah, it's a beautiful little multi number here uh, from the city of Winnipeg, and we're enjoying it. We're going to talk a little Tanev time right now. So back in the summer, I made a wager with uh, Carter, uh, the car guy. And I said, you know, Tanev over there in Pittsburgh now, yeah, he's going to be skating with Sid all season long. It'll be nothing for him to pot 25, I think is what I said. And um, so let's just check in on old Brandon Tanev. For some reason, I thought you said 30, like, but maybe, maybe I I don't know, maybe it's 25. I really don't know what I said, but I think that I'm not going to win it, but, but you know, former Winnipeg Jet fan favorite, uh, Brandon Tanev. Everyone hated to see him go. We, we did. I think at the price tag that he went for, it was just unrealistic for the Jets to be able to keep him. I think he signed for three or three and a half million a year for like six years in, in um, Pittsburgh, which is pretty unheard of for a third line player. Yeah, I think but... it was like six six years at three million, like yeah. 18 total yeah. or something. Yeah. So really awesome for him. Um but, uh, you know, tough for the Jets. But, but, hey, maybe we'll be doing the same thing about next or next couple of seasons. It's called, called Time of Time. Will it be like the Appleton Watch or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We'll have to alliterate a little bit more yeah. maybe. But, yeah. I totally failed yeah. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so... Why don't you tell me uh, his offensive numbers here, Tanev? He's looking okay. at, he's got 54 games played. So as we check in on, you know, I'm just texting Brandon right yeah. now for his, st- is, yo, yo, Brandon, yo, bro, 
What are your stats? Who even says bro anymore? <laughs> he just said that. But he's like, okay, here, here's my stats. So I just got a text from Brandon Tanev, and it says 54 games played, 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points. Yeah. Uh, plus minus of three. Okay. So he's... T- 10 pims. But the most important thing, four game-winning goals. Yeah, so four of his 11 are game winners. And his career high, his previous career high set last year was 14 goals. So I think he's on pace to to uh, top that number at least. So, you know, if even if he doesn't hit 25 or 30 or whatever the wager was, I think maybe we could take... Well, he's a got l- like 28 more games, yeah. roughly. Yeah, I could take a little solace in the fact that he's at least setting the career highs, you know. Um, but my favorite Brandon Tanev number is always his, his hits. He's like a bulldog. He, he led the Jets for last year, possibly the year before, for hits and stuff. So currently tied with Tom Wilson for third in the league right now with 198. Only Brady Kachuk and Ryan Reeves are ahead of those two guys. Um, and they've so all Reeves played number more one? games than Tanev. They all have – Tanev's got games in hand, as it, as it were, to uh, to increase his hit total. So, yeah, Reeves has 239 to lead the league, which is uh, a lot. Tanev's 198. Oh, well. Yeah, so, you know, a big game with lots of hits. I don't know. How many hits does a guy throw in a game, I guess? I don't know. Like the average guy, maybe a couple. Well, if he's got 239 hits in 50-something games. 57. So so is that like four a hit, four a game or so? Let's just break out the calculator real quick, except I can't find it. Man. Every time you need it, it's like, where is it? <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. Oh, there it is. What did I say? 230. 239. 239 by 57. It's the 4.2 hits per game. Yeah. So one, one, like one lot, in the first, one in the second, and two in the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't seem like a lot, but I guess it is. Yeah. So. But, you know, like, it's funny, Ryan Reeves, I guess we're doing Tanev time here, but Ryan Reeves, like, probably the most intimidating man in the NHL. Um, But uh, definitely uh, a different breed of intimidation than what used to be. Like, he can skate and he can play. He's fast, yeah. Uh, But he's just also, like, huge and terrifying. So was there any sort of uh, reward for your bet? With uh, uh, was, time? I think it was a ten dollar wager. Okay. Yeah. So the ten of time ten dollar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, there well, there's still car- a chance. You yeah, know, there's, there's still there's so still twenty eight games. There's a yeah, chance. Yeah. yeah. He still got a you know a few if games. If he scores to go. a Hattie, then he ties his career high. Scores another Hattie. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps doing that. <laughs> All the way to the end of the season. And he's got 50. Yeah, he'll be challenging for the Rocket Richard. Yeah. Um, well, good old, you know, I, I think maybe at the beginning of the season, we missed him uh, here in Winnipeg. Yeah. You know, I did see him at Piazza Donardi once, so yeah. those days are over. <laughs> <laughs> but you saw... A certain finish flash. Oh yeah, I did finish flash. Finish, uh, whatever. We I did. Yeah. I did see Patrick Laine leaving Polo Park. Yeah, and I did see Matthew Perot driving. Yeah, by Confusion Corner one yeah. day. So. so, 
All the boys in their cars. Yeah, my claims to fame. <laughs> but um, what was I just going to say? Oh, so at the beginning of the season, maybe when times weren't so going so well, yeah. maybe it's like, oh, it would have been nice We're to really have, missing Tanev have or, the old Lowry cop Tanev line back yeah, together or whatever. Yeah. But uh, or TLC, if you want to put it that way. But now I would say like we're we're doing fine without you. Like it's good to watch you from afar. But for sure, we'll see you in the finals. Yeah, for sure. And I think like Pittsburgh is uh, they're a favorite in the East. They have to be. You can't you can't say they aren't because they've got. I think any time you've got Sidney Crosby playing the way that he plays, then he just like keeps going. Like he's amazing. I love that guy. But you know. And then you've got Malkin, and then your goalies like. Well, you got two good goalies yeah, now, like, yeah. and then you got Chris Letang, yeah. and just the the depth. They've got depth. Uh, yeah, yeah, they have they, like, and they're coaching the way that Sullivan. Actually, I was heard on the radio. I think last week, the Peng- the Penguins just won two in a row, mm. and Sullivan bag skated them the next day (laughs) (laughs) not good enough but but it's like you know if it's if the coach seems it's a good idea and everyone's buying in it's like let's do it for the coach and apparently like the the whole culture with that team is like after they're done practice they go to the weight room and they all try and like lift more than each other and like it's like a healthy competition that Hmm. they're all just trying to like push each other and become a really great team yeah Uh, and that's just kind of cool to hear that like it's a little yeah. different than our post game ones where we just like well, who can try to out drink each other. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah. No, that's pretty cool. So um let's let's move on over to the West Coast for a moment and 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 talk about the Sedines getting their numbers retired uh this week. Number twenty two and thirty three will be going up to the rafters. Probably the first time ever that something like this has happened where it's like two numbers at the same time. Brothers, from twins, yeah. and brothers, or whatever, uh, and I—they're just a unique thing in NHL history for sure. I don't—I can't say that I know of any other set of twins like that has been in well, the league I think at the same time, let alone played on the same team. Rich and Ron Sutter, I think, were twins. Oh, okay, but I don't like—they were definitely not up to the <clears throat> right. talent level yeah. as the Sedins. Yeah. But here's a question: Did the Sedins ever wear the black Canucks jerseys, or were they always in that? They era came in after. After, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Pretty so they sure. would have been always like with the, the blue, yeah. and the maroon there for yeah. a while, and yeah. then and then the blue and green. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that they were. Yeah, I think that those black ones had been phased out by the time they came around. They started in. Uh, I'm gonna say like 2000. Well, so. I I know the classic scenario like or the, what happened in the draft is basically was it uh, brian burke i think yeah so the, the and he made a deal to try to get two picks in a row because yeah. he wanted to get both of them yeah and like that and then there was like a handshake deal with the other gm because the other gm wanted whatever guy yeah stefan or something i think that was atlanta that must have been atlanta yeah. and then yeah and he was kind of historically one of the b- biggest draft Bus, busts ever yeah. But uh, let me just quickly look up one of the Sedin's stats, and then we'll see when they were drafted here. So Hockey Database, 1999 they were drafted. Uh, It was Daniel that went second overall, and Hank went third overall. And so their rookie year was 2000-2001. And then, yeah, it it took them a couple years. It took them 
probably four or five years until they started really putting up points. Is that Daniel's stats you have there? Yeah. So what? What? Like just go scroll to the bottom there yeah. of hockey DB and what yeah. is what is his po- uh, career totals? So Daniel was the goal scorer of the two. Henrik was the uh, setup man. Yeah. Generally speaking, so and uh, they did show their numbers on TV last night side by side, but they're very they're very close in in whatever. So Daniel Sedin, thirteen hundred and six games played, three hundred ninety three goals. 648 assists, 1,041 points. Um, so let me just move on over to Hank uh, here. So Henrik Sedin, he was uh, 1330 games played, so more more games. Fewer goals, though, 240. Way more assists, 830. Yikes. For 1,070 points all time. So... Nice. Yeah, so between the two of them, like 2,100 points or whatever it is, and, you know, like 2,600 games or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I I would say, like, you know, what I... What I remember from from those guys was, like, it just seemed like they always knew where the other guy was, like, without even looking. Yeah. And I know that there's been, like, hundreds of like cross ice backhand sauce passes right on this stick. That's like, how did you even know he was there? But you know, they have this twin ESP. Yeah. They know like they've got some sort of internal. I'd like, I'd like to see like a TSN sports or uh, what do you call it? Top 10 or whatever of just like Henrik and Daniel. Best passes. How do you know where they are? Plays kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so actually Carter, this, this segment is obviously for you. But uh, send send a message over over to the Instagram about your favorite Sedin mm. mo- moment, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk we'll 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 uh, review it. We'll check out the video, and we'll we'll uh, mention yeah. it on the air next episode, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure it'll be something that we've seen. But uh, for for Carter, someone like you who who's yeah. kept close tabs on those guys and then the Canucks, uh, they, send they... in your send in your memory. They were so close to bringing that team of Stanley Cup in 2011 or whatever it was against Boston. You know, they went to game seven and everything. And obviously Luongo was a big part of that team. They had a good team that year. But it was just, you know, not meant to be. And uh, Brad Marchand got the uh, <laughs> Stanley Cup champ champions uh, t- tattoo with the with the typo in it or whatever. Oh, God. No regrets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, at least we got that out of it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, send in your best. Uh, and then, and everybody, if you're listening, uh, you got a favorite Sedin moment, let us know and we'll, uh, we'll uh, get into that. So. And speaking of on that note, we do have some digital mailbag. That's right. Yeah. So Chicago Matt was wondering, and he sent this question in a, a, a while ago, and I just kind of brain farted on it. But um, so the question was, Randy, do you have a, air quotes, guilty pleasure, a favorite guilty pleasure team, I guess would be the, the question. Um, like, is there a team... Excuse me, the old uh, rot beer here. Um, <laughs> He's giving you rot yeah. gut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But is there a team that um, <clears throat> you you like but you shouldn't like? You know what I mean? Um, well, like, I'll, I'll leave that up to you for your judgment. But basically, 
Like I love the Jets. Yeah. Um, but I do have like two others. Yeah, like you got a soft spot yeah. or something. So like for... Pittsburgh, obviously, because I'm a huge Mario Lemieux fan, yeah. and ever since Canada Cup '87, yeah, I I loved Lemieux, and then all through his his whole career, and then Crosby comes in, I would just yeah. There's there's a part of me that's Penguins. Yeah, like, and I for sure. You know, and I don't know if that's guilty pleasure or not, but right. like it's it's two classic Canadian hockey players that basically brought what five Stanley cups to that franchise. Exactly. Yeah. So is that a guilty pleasure? I M- mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But also like yeah. when the jets were gone for so long, right. Um, you need somebody to need somebody cheer for and whatnot. But I guess if I had to classify a, a guilty pleasure one, it'd be the LA Kings. Mm. And I, I don't know for some reason, and it, it has nothing to do with Gretzky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked, I, Luke Robitaille was a, yeah. was one of my favorites back then as well. Lavish Luke. And there was just something about like the black jerseys and like the, the white and the silver. Those were classic. And like when, when LA was playing Toronto in the West Finals. 93. And, and they beat Toronto and then they went on to lose to Montreal. But yeah. still... I just remember like cheering for LA because like yeah. everyone else was cheering for Toronto, but I was cheering <laughs> for LA. It's like yeah. I don't want Toronto to win. Like yeah. they're they're Canadian. I want like somebody like if I want someone Canadian to win, I want the Jets to win. Right. So I was I just always remember cheering for LA uh, around then, and then also when LA I think won their first of the recent cups. They yeah. they basically got in on like a ten. Eighth, they were the eighth seed. They basically just squeaked in uh, the last game wow. of the season, and they they were the bottom seed, and they ended up just knocking off all the favorites all the way to the final yeah. and winning. Yeah, that was so a good run. That was a great was, run. Yeah, there's always something about like the underdog story that I kind of am drawn to, and then Drew Doughty. Uh, I just think that guy's fucking yeah. a beauty. Yeah, so, he is. So and, I guess maybe I'd classify L.A. as my guilty pleasure okay. team. And they have, they always have like fun broadcasts. They'll get like Snoop Dogg or uh, Will Ferrell or whatever on the, um, excuse me, on the LA Kings broadcasts. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm with you on LA. I like them. Um, you know, what, what were their cups? 2012, 2014, something like that. Those two years. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Something like that. I'd and have then to Chicago check was kind of the other years there. And then Boston had one. Well, Boston was 2011, I believe. So it then, was like Chicago, Boston, L.A. Yeah, and then prior and then to that Chicago, was Pittsburgh, L.A. Yeah, so Pittsburgh was '09. Uh, who, who was Chicago was 2010. Yeah, because Taves won. Philly. Taves won the cup and Olympic gold in the same year. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. So, anyways, yeah. the, the the period of time where it was just like three teams winning the cup all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, yeah. Okay. Right so on. Matt, uh, Chicago, Matt, that's my answer. LA, <laughs> LA is my guilty pleasure team okay. for those yeah. reasons listed above. <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. Um, right on. Well, do you have one? Well, I guess, uh, I probably do. Um, I, I'd have to think about it here, but like, I think, so I, I like all of the Canadian teams. I kind of cheer for all of the Canadian teams, but I have them ranked um so i'm not going to include any of them as my guilty pleasure teams because i don't feel guilty cheering for any of them really yeah okay yeah um the one team that i kind of have a weird like for 
is Minnesota. Ooh, gross. I know. Like that is a bit, <laughs> see, it's a bit of a guilty yeah. pleasure. I don't know why I do. I just, I always kind of have. Okay. And, um, I don't know, like I kind of, I kind of like their green outfits with the white stripe in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, those get a lot of flack, but I kind of <laughs> like them. Uh, and, and like they're, I don't know. They're not, they've been a mess for like a yeah, long they just time. Can't, well, they, they just have been they strong, but yeah. not good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they tread water, but, but no, I, and, and, you know, being a divisional rival of the jets, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't cheer for them in that instance, whatever, but there's just something about the wild that I kind of do like. And one of these days I wouldn't mind seeing them have some success. You know what I mean? The other team actually that I do have a soft spot for, I don't really feel like it's a guilty pleasure, but I do have a soft spot for them is the New Jersey devils. Okay. I've always liked the devils, uh, going back to hockey card collecting days when I was a kid, I just liked their outfits, their uniforms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they had the red with the green and the black and yeah, stuff. Those were classic. And, uh, yeah. And you know, I just, they won some cups and stuff and then, um, yeah, I just, I've, I've kind of always had a soft spot for the devils, I guess. But, uh, and I, I like some of what they're doing these days, although they kind of, you know, the wheels fell off a little bit the last couple of years here. But I, I, I thought at the start of this year, I thought that they were going to be a lot better than they oh, were. Oh, me too. Yeah. But, uh, who would have thought that they would have moved, uh, Taylor Hall? Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. I didn't, didn't see that coming. And, uh, you know, um, but, here's hoping that they can at least kind of return to glory a little bit. And I I've thought about it too. Like I, I'd like to go to a devil's game. I don't know. Um, well, you ever watch Seinfeld? Yeah, <laughs> okay. of course. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I quote, uh, got to support the team all the time. So, <laughs> um, David Putty, certainly, uh, you know, and I watched that show a lot when I was in, you know, junior high and stuff. And, and, uh, I think that might have influenced my my uh, affinity for the Devils. I don't know, but anyway, yeah. So that would be. I, I would say, yeah, the Wild and the Devils are That's kind of crazy. My two weird little teams that I have a thing for. Well, did Chicago <laughs> Matt share his? No. Oh, uh, geez, oh, I'm not prepared. Okay, well, if, if to... Matt, maybe if you do have one or two, yeah, I think he did, but I, I hit us can't up on the remember. mailbag, and yeah, we'll yeah. we'll go over it next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. So should we end this off with a little bit of... We should get her going. Hockey card war. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I've got here some packs uh, from... They're 0607 Opeachy packs. Uh, these are for hobby only, as, as okay. indicated on not, the pack. Not for professional purposes. Exactly. Yeah. So there's six cards per pack. And I've actually got three packs. So we could we could, we could could just do six on six, or we could open the other one and and do and split that in half and we then we'd have nine cards okay well let's do these two first okay and how about if anyone gets a sedine they get like automatic automatic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good call okay all right so just opening this up actually here. so if you have never listened to the show before right. with give it a rundown hockey card war basically we each open up a hockey a pack of hockey cards and without looking at them, we do one, two, three, war, and we put the card down. And then we make the decision on who wins by either the better player 
or if it's a cool picture or if yeah. the dude's got like six sick flow or something you generally just know yeah right? yeah like, like right, right when you put it down it's like oh yeah that one one <laughs> so basically it's hockey card war you can play this game at home yeah i would recommend um maybe hitting up dollarama and grabbing those like two dollar packs where you get a bunch of packs of cards yeah. in, in the one uh, yeah. package there but uh yeah. Right, or even if work. you just have an old stack of them from back in the day, that's always fun too. Cause it's, Shuffle them up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're not going to look at the cards. We're just going to throw them out on the table here. So let's get Put this Put them right first. here? Sure. Kay. So let's get this. Well, I can't reach there. Well, not okay, there. right there. Okay. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's give her a go here. Kay. So one, two, two three, three war. war. I've got a marquee rookie. Whose name? Who I do not know who that is. I've got Radim Verbata. Oh, Verbata. So my marquee rookie is Tristan Grant of the Philadelphia Flyers. Well, Tristan maybe just had a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he had. <clears throat> oh, check this stat out. The Philadelphia forward ranked second among all WHL skaters with 267 pims in uh, 2004 for Vancouver. Wow. Vancouver Giants, I guess it would be. But Radim Verbata, I think, uh, of the Chicago Blackhawks, he went on to play for Ottawa, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, he was also uh, Colorado and yeah, Carolina before yeah. this. Well, but those are sweet Philly jerseys. The, oh, I yeah, like those the ones. The black with the white arms. Yeah. 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 Well, let's give it to Verbata, though. Okay, Verbata. We'll get Radim. Okay. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, war. Who do you got? Todd Marchant. Todd, Mar- Todd Marshan of the uh, Anaheim Ducks, and I've got Merrick Svatos of the Colorado Avalanche. Well, I. Um, How many years does he have? At this point, this was only his third season. What's his most goals in one season? 32. What, really? Yeah. Yeah, he had a sterling sophomore campaign. Holy. The most Marshan had was 20. But he scored that a couple classic goals in overtime for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, he did play for the Oilers. He was pretty yeah. fast. He had wheels. Okay, well, let's give it to you there. I I, I would take... Uh, I don't even know that guy. I, I vaguely remember that okay. name. Yeah. But this is Marchant for... or Todd Mark, Mark. Todd Marchant? Marchant. Yeah, I don't know. Is it a T or a D on the end? It's a T. Marchant. Yeah. But uh, this is when he was on the Ducks. Would have probably won a cup with the Ducks, right? He would have won the cup this year, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Stanley cool. Cup champion, Todd Marchand. All right. All right. Uh, one, two, three. Oh, you win that. Oh, that guy was a former Jet, I think, though. Brett McLean. He played for the Jets for like one year. Okay, so I've got Brett McLean mm-hmm. of the Colorado Avalanche. At this point, three NHL seasons. 71 points in 160 games, but you've got... Jarrett Stoll. Of the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers. This Melville is, Sask. This is pre his time with LA. Right. Yeah. He, I liked him, and uh, I <laughs> I used to date his like cousin or something. Well, um, well, he goes. Second cousin or something. That's your but yeah, uh, From up there, Yorkton, Melville way. Actually, the one thing Sask. we haven't been looking at is like the backgrounds here. Mm. But no one else is in these yeah, cards. No. Nothing fancy. I yet. just got Samsonoff. Remember the Samsonoff guy that played for the Oilers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was that the same guy who played for Boston? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ilya Samsonoff. Something I think? like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. 
Jarrett Stoll. He was really good at faceoffs. And he was. He was a key part of the LA Kings winning a cup. For sure. Two yeah. cups, I think. Yeah. Uh, and he Him and married, Justin Williams. Yeah, and he married like a Hollywood actress. Yeah, there's some sort of... I, I forget who, yeah. but it's like he's like... Someone famous. He's like in... He's at Hollywood parties these days, basically. Yeah. 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 So... Oh, and he's on actually, I think, part of the Kings broadcast team occasionally. Okay. Maybe not always, but... I've watched King's broadcasts on like Fox LA or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and he'll be on those uh, sometimes. So Sweet. Stolzy from right. Melville. There you go. Uh, all right. Next card. One, two, three. Oh. Who's that? Oh, you got Longquist. Yeah, I got Henry. You win. I got Michael Ryder. Oh. He's no slouch. From but, Newfoundland. But he's no... Yeah, he's not the king. He's not the king. Henrik the king Longquist. And this would have been <laughs> at the height of his powers. Oh. This is a rookie card. Oh, geez. Let's take that to the pawn shop right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a height of his powers. Uh, first Rangers rookie goalie to win 20, to have a 20 win season. He had 30. Wow. Oh, since Mike Richter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weird way to word that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah the so, king. Yeah, the Hank. king. And nowadays he's... Uh, in the I guess twilight of his career. Yeah, like, he's maybe got one more or two more seasons. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I could see him coming back for another. Uh at least another anyway. All right. Next card. The Hank, the Hank. Uh okay. Here yeah. we go. One, two, three. Sharpie. Oh, Patrick Sharp of the Chicago, but you win that. Speaking got, of uh T V broadcasters, he's go he's all over the T V these days. Yeah? Yeah, he's on NBC. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, he, uh, ever since Jeremy Roenick's unfortunate Oh, yes, incident. right. So yeah. they got Sharp. I like yeah. that move. Yeah. Patrick Sharp's got my favorite goal silly of all time, really. What is it? It's it's so casual. That's why I love it. He just he just casually does like a little double fist pump. <laughs> it's like the biggest goal ever. And he just, he might raise his knee a little bit. <laughs> and just a casual little fist pump. Well, he's too busy scoring goals. I know. It's like, you, there's that saying, you know, act like you've been there before. Yeah. He's done it a lot. Um, Sharpie. So I had Nicholas Havlid of the uh, uh, of the Atlanta Thrashers. Ooh. Defenseman. He's a tremendous skater with an ability to be a top defenseman in the NHL. I don't know if he ever got there, but he did. I, he's a name I remember. He's He was around. Look at those jerseys, eh? Yeah, they were ugly. I wonder... Are the Jets using those colors because Atlanta did? Like so that's like the the, the aviator blue? colors, yeah. eh? I wonder. And actually, tonight the Jets are wearing their heritage jerseys. Oh, nice! So we got to get home and <laughs> get that game going. Last card. Three, two, or one, two, three. War. Oh, Chris what's Draper. This? And you got what is that? Oh, Chris Draper, the guy who got traded for one dollar. What? Yeah. What's that story? We'll, we'll we'll talk about that next episode. But okay, yeah. But I've got the rookie showdown, Travis Zajac and Zach Parise. But this isn't really a real hockey card. No. So But Zajac's cool. But like this like this is like a gimmick card. Yeah. So I automatically lose okay. for the gimmick. Plus he Chris played, Draper was drafted by the Jets. Yeah, parts of three seasons in Winnipeg. And was traded for one dollar. To Detroit. Yeah. Where he became a Stanley Cup champion. Multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. He's a veteran center that, uh, you know. Well, he would he would get pucks deep. Clutch. Yeah, he was. You think of those Detroit teams in the '90s that were just winning cups. And Darren McCarty. Yeah, he was one of those 
glue guys, the oh, gritty yeah. sort of. He's the Bab- Mike Babcock special, I guess. Although Babcock wasn't the coach back then. No. No, that would have been like uh, Scotty Bowen or someone. Oh, you're yeah. right. Or Keenan. Wasn't it Mike Keenan? Was he in Detroit? I think so. Because uh, I know that like back then, who did Anaheim lose to in the cup final? New Jersey? Like when J.S. Yeah, Jaguar won the yeah. Art Ross. Or not, so I, uh, I think, I think Babcock the, was yeah. the coach for Anaheim that year. Right. So he was in Anaheim for a while, and then he went to That's Detroit. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, J.S. Jaguar, one of a couple players to win a Conn Smythe. For the losing for team. For the losing team in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, other players, Ron Hextall. Yeah. And who was the other guy? There was... Reggie Leach. Reggie Leach, the Riverton but, Rifle. But Reggie Leach is the only non-goaltender. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> let's wrap it up because it doesn't get more factual than that. Like We just nailed it there. Yeah, exactly. Just quickly go through that last pack, see oh, if there's okay. any Sedins in there. Sure, sure, yeah. Because that would be just like the that's, perfect... That's what we need The right full now. circle. Yeah, we need a Sedin. Okay. Oh, I like this guy. Sheldon Surrey. Oh, he had a bomb of a shot. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think his career was ended due to injury. Yeah. Uh, here's a oh, former... Oh, Brian Gianta. Yeah, Brian Gianta, former Montreal Canadiens captain. In that card, he was a New Jersey Devil, though. He played, played a long for the, time for the played Devils. Played for the Sabres, too, after. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this is a good pack. Holy... Uh, Rob Niedermeyer, star oh. defenseman of the Anaheim, at that time, Mighty Ducks, I believe. He, he's got a cup, too. Yeah, yeah. He's got more than one cup because he won a cup with Jersey and Anaheim, I think. I don't remember. No, Scott Niedermeyer, not Rob Niedermeyer. Oh, wait a second. Just two years after Niedermeyer went to the Stanley Cup Finals with the Ducks, only lo- only to lose to a Devils team that his brother Scott played for, yeah. Anaheim signed Scott in 2005, and the brothers played on the same team for the first time in their NHL careers. So Rob might and not that, even have a Stanley Cup. But no, that I, I think he was on that winning... In 2007? I think so. Okay, and Randy Carlo was the coach. Okay. Who's being celebrated tonight here in Winnipeg? There you Full go. circle. It's all coming together <laughs> as we look at Milan Jersina. Oh, yeah. I remember him. Do Just you? kidding. I don't. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't. He played one year with 51 games and 11 points. Yeah. He might have played more than that. We'll never know. But is that a rookie card then, I guess? The young blue liner posted back-to-back games with two goals on January 7th and January 10th becoming the first Bruins defenseman to do so since Ray Bork. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Borky. I'm Bork, sure Tori Bork, Krug Bork, Bork. is... I think Tori Krug has done that a few yeah. times since. So here's... I don't know. Like, are these all rookie cards? Because here's a number 44 for the Ottawa Senators. And no, I'm not talking about Jean-Pierre Gabriel or... What, no, Jean Pajot. What the fuck's that guy's name? J. Pajot. J.G. Oh, yeah. Pajot. Jean-Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Jean-Gabriel Pajot. No, not number 44. It's Patrick Eves. Oh. You might recognize him these days as having a large beard. Yeah. Is he still playing, though? Uh, I think he's done now. Yeah, but he had a giant beard there for the stars there. Last year was his last year. I think think he was battling injuries for a while there. Yeah. yeah. And then the final card is another marquee rookie, and we know how 
accurate that claim was <laughs> yeah. on the other card. Uh, this is goaltender Jeff Drouin Deslouriers. Oh, he went on to have a glorious career. <laughs> <laughs> Probably those in are sweet like pads. ECHL or yeah. in, uh, overseas in Sweden or, or uh, Switzerland or something maybe. Well, there but, you go. Yeah. So that's Hockey Card War. We didn't get any Sedines, but we had a good time flipping cards there and uh, checking them out. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in to Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. It was a pleasure to be here with you and uh, tune in next week. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, fun antics and hijinks. Um, should we go out on a song here, Randy? We are going to go out on a song, and the song is titled The... Is this The Breakaway? The Breakaway, yes. Yeah, The Breakaway by a Connecticut band called The Zambonis. Zambonis have been kicking it since like 1991. Um, Their claim is that like every song is about hockey basically and uh, that they're they're the only band in the world whose two greatest influences are the Beatles and Wayne Gretzky. So um, yeah, let's uh, let's just... uh, Kick it out here to the Zambonis with The Breakaway. Thanks for tuning in. Five ball. Yeah.